Hey gang, so today's topic is the top 10 gotchas or mistakes that borrowers make when completing the commercial loan application process. And, you know, the term gotcha can can mean a couple of different things. Typically, I'll use it with certain banks and lenders if they've employed or actively conditioned for items that typically are not required. If they have extensive overlays or what some would consider unreasonable requests, that can be a a form of a gotcha. Uh, But today's topic in terms of the top 10 gotchas that borrowers make is in relation to not mistakes so much as assumptions for the most part. So these are the top 10 reasons that loans can go sideways, at least in the commercial world. Mistakes that are made that are entirely within the control of the borrower. Number 10, not sending us every single page of the bank statement. So for the most part, when we bring loans in, we require personal and corporate bank statements, typically the last two or three months. And often what we see is the borrowers on their own will just send us what they think will constitute a bank statement. Maybe it's a computer printout. Maybe it's just the pages with the amounts that they think are relevant to the loan. But when we and when any lender or bank asks for bank statements, they want every single page, even the cover page, even the blank pages, even the ones that are intentionally left without any information at all. You have to send us every single page or that bank statement can't be used. Number nine, getting bad copies or copies on formats we can't use. So typically, when we request documents from borrowers, we ask them to securely upload them via a portal, a secured portal link that we send to them. And there are certain borrowers that just are not savvy from a tech standpoint and have trouble doing that. And we understand that. So we try to make as many accommodations as we can. So, for for example, I'll say, if there's no way that you can upload a document into a PDF form and scan it in, then take a photo and upload it as a PDF. Whether you have an Android or an iPhone, there are amazing scanning apps now that produce incredible, incredibly detailed documents that are top quality. So... We often walk our borrowers through that process on how to upload properly, but often they don't. So they'll just snap a photo or it'll be dimly lit. So number nine is having bad copies from the borrower. So just make sure that once you send it, that not only is it what we ask for, but it's in the proper format. That will just really make your loan request move that much faster through the process. Number eight 
redacted information on either pay stubs or financials or bank statements. From time to time, we'll get a borrower that or who feels that there's a bit of personal information somewhere that is not necessary or prudent to the loan. Maybe it's a payment made to a spouse or a family member or something in their mind on the bank statement that they don't think is relevant to the loan. And although we understand that from a a lending point of view, from the bank's point of view, they really have no choice but to think you're hiding something. And of course, most of the time you're not, but there is fraud and there are loans that go bad and there are bad people that do try to deceive the bank. Most are not. 95% of all loans are, are from people that are on the up and up, but There are those that are not. So if you redact information, it's as if you never sent the document. We just simply can't use it. Uh, So what will happen is when we get the document, we'll have to try to reformat it and remove whatever redactive blocks you put in there. And we'll go the extra mile and we'll try to do that instead of having you redo it and resend it and going back through all of those motions. But it's time consuming and it's costly to go back into the same document again and again and again. Number seven, out of date documents. So if we ask you for the last three months of bank statements, we want the last three months of bank statements. We don't want the current month and one from four months ago. Now, all of this seems fairly basic and it is, but I think sometimes if you're not familiar with the process, and you have a bank statement that's four months old and you don't have one from last month, you think, well, that's still probably helpful. And it really isn't. Uh, They don't generally care other than on certain types of loans. Most of the loans that we do, they really couldn't care less about your bank statements from three or four months ago, unless it's a working capital unsecured fintech loan where we need 12 months of bank statements for a seasonal business. Other than that, what was in your bank account four or five months ago is not really relevant. So just make sure that the documents that you give to us and to any lender or bank that you're getting a loan with are timely and are exactly what they are asking for. Number six, on the heels of that, make sure the document that you send in is exactly what we ask for. So if we ask for an asset statement, Don't send us a screenshot of your balance. If we ask for a pay stub or a W-2 from a company that you work for, don't send us a pay stub or a W-2 for another company that may show a different amount. We go to painstaking lengths to determine what documents are needed. We don't want you sending in too many docs but we want the ones that you send in to be relevant. So just give us exactly what we ask for. And if you do that every time, the loan will move much quicker. But we'll see often people will just kind of uh, do their own thing. They'll just kind of freewheel it and throw something over. And in their mind, they've satisfied the requirement. And in reality, they haven't moved the dial at all. Number five, pushing back on the broker or the lender. And by pushing back, I simply mean disagreeing with the 
request for the condition. So if you feel that you don't need to produce W-2s or you don't need to produce pay stubs, for example, on a self-employed loan, all of our loans are commercial loans. So they're all based on the proceeds of the business. But there are times if you're a business owner and you pay yourself a decent wage and you're factoring in and calculating the income and you're backing into it, W-2s and pay stubs can be helpful depending upon the underwriter who's doing the doing the, the file. So if the underwriter asks for W-2s and pay stubs, just provide it. It's, it's easier to just provide it and then we'll determine whether or not it's, it's best to be used or best to be forwarded on. But having an argument back and forth as far as whether a document is truly relevant is not moving the process forward in any positive way. So don't push back. You can have discourse. You can have a conversation, certainly. But if it's being requested, there's a reason that it's being requested and you should honor that request. Number four, making large purchases or transactions on the eve of any closing or funding. Now, I know this is common sense and I know it's on everyone's top list of things not to do when you're applying for a loan, but we see it time and time again. Uh, We'll see the credit inquiries. We'll see the trade on the credit report. There's really no running from it. So please don't make large purchases or really any kind of a purchase for the business that's not customary and normal for that time of the year for the business. Number three, not keeping accurate books. So we do a ton of cash-based businesses in mom-and-pop shops and restaurants and businesses where there are employees paid with cash that don't make it onto a traditional P&L or a traditional balance sheet. But we do want an accurate accounting of the business because our lenders and banks know that as well. So especially if it's a projection-based deal, if it's a... Uh, a cash-heavy business, we do want accurate numbers, even if it's not the traditional way, just find a way to accurately keep the numbers where we're not guessing and taking weeks and months to come up with an accurate set of metrics for your business. Number two, miscalculating your capital needs. Now, this is not always in play here, but when we ask what the use of funds are, and it's not going to be exact, obviously, because the loan process and your business is an ever-evolving organic piece, right? So we get that, but you really can't be substantially off because it's one thing to come in And at the end of the process, say, you know, I don't need quite as much as I thought I did. So let's let's throttle that back or let's switch that over to working capital or uh, listen, let's can we reallocate monies here? and, And this is why. And here's the documentation for that. You know, that's fine, too. But miscalculating on the low side is a mistake that sometimes can't be remedied because remember once the loan is approved even if it goes up a dollar it's got to go back into underwriting meaning the end of the line again perhaps new conditions 
sometimes these loans are within days of credit docs expiring and income and asset docs expiring. So time is of the essence on all of these loans, but even more so on loans that may have to be resubbed. So in terms of your use of funds and the calculation on where the monies will go, make sure you're very, very careful and very specific and deliberate with that piece. Uh, If anything, overestimate and then throttle back down. And the number one gotcha when applying for a commercial loan is not being completely frank and not disclosing everything to your broker or to your commercial lender. Too often we see that there are negatives that the borrower, the client, the business is trying to either gloss over or hide altogether. And trust me, we are going to find it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So if you've got a credit issue in the past, if you've got a judgment that you thought is not going to be applicable because it's so long ago, if you've got a prior bankruptcy, if you had an issue with an employee where there was a finding, you just need to be completely forthright at the outset of the process. And then it can be handled and it can be processed in a proper fashion. When things start popping up on loans deep into the process, the underwriters get frustrated. And the more times they have to dig back into that loan and relook and relook and relook, you know, by the time they get to the fourth or fifth time looking at the loan, they're not in the greatest frame of mind to issue approvals and to clear conditions. So whether it's a credit issue, whether you've made a large deposit or withdrawal recently, whether it's a change of ownership, and that happens quite a bit. Uh, There'll be a change of ownership in an existing loan and the bank's not notified, so there'll be a material finding by the servicing bank. And they'll put you into what's called a special processing unit. And we may not have known about that right up until the payoff. And then on the payoff, it'll have fees and a special legal processing fee added onto the payoff. So when we get it, and the payoff should be 850000 but it's coming back eight sixty two because of a $12,000 legal fee, then we have to ask the borrower, hey, listen, what's this fee on the payoff? And they'll say, oh, I don't know. They put us in some kind of special department. And then we call, and we find out that they were, in fact, not in compliance with the covenants of their loan because they didn't communicate with their servicing lender that there was a change of ownership. Or maybe they did and the bank didn't document it or there was a mistake on their end. Either way, you know, that should have been communicated up front and then it wouldn't have been an issue at all. Whereas this one was a little bit of an issue. It was kind of the final straw with a bank that was concerned with some other aspects of the loan and it ended up they ended up passing on that and not not uh, proceeding in the process. So those are the top 10 mistakes or the top 10 reasons that we see commercial loan applications bogged down. And as much as we can do at the beginning and throughout the process and as much as you can do to control things then we need to do those items that are entirely in our world because there's plenty of opportunities for the loan to go sideways with underwriting and closing and third-party vendors and attorneys and realtors and everything else that's involved in the process. So if we can control just our component of 
asking for the right documents, providing the right documents, doing it in a truthful and timely manner, your loan will get done more often than not. That's all I got, folks. Thanks so much.